Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Endurance Minded. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And we're going to do another mini-sode. Um, we released uh, our first mini-sode about a month ago uh, and got really great feedback. Uh, you guys seem to enjoy that a lot. And since then, we've gotten uh, lots of questions um, about other topics that uh, that you guys are struggling with. And uh, so I thought we'd, uh, we'd do another mini-sode to, uh, to address some of those questions and to dive into a few of these topics uh, a little deeper. So um, thanks, uh, thanks for your feedback. Thanks for listening. And uh, I'm excited about this, uh, this direction and, and doing uh, more of these, these mini-sodes or uh, these, um, these smaller episodes where we get to just kind of address uh, a lot of these issues and questions that, uh, that you guys as listeners are, are having issues with or have questions about or have uh, experienced uh, uh, challenges with in your, in your own training um, so, but before we dive into the mini-sode, uh, I want to, uh, to talk about the TEC training camp, uh, that we're going to be hosting in Chula Vista, California, uh, April 29th through May 3rd of this year. So we just launched this camp a few weeks ago, um, and I am extremely excited, uh, about what we've put together. This is going to be a world-class experience. We got five-day camp, uh, all-inclusive. Um, so we're hosting the camp at the um, Olympic Training Center outside of San Diego, uh, in the foothills of the mountains, on a beautiful piece of property. Um, and this is going to be uh, really the experience of a lifetime, and and really more of a of a cycling vacation uh, and cycling experience as much as it is a training camp. So um, uh, all the lodging is on site. Um, we have chefs and nutritionists uh, there. Uh, all the meals are included. Um, fully supported rides. We're going to have the entire TEC staff there uh, riding with everyone, um, uh, doing breakout sessions. We have guided yoga classes on the lawn in the morning, um, guided foam rolling and stretching sessions. Um, we're, uh, we're still finalizing the itinerary, but it is going to be um, full of, of great experiences um, the weather should be perfect. It's a beautiful time of year, uh, late spring uh, in the mountains outside of San Diego. So we're going to be doing some gravel riding, mixed surface riding. We're also going to be doing some skills work. We have access to uh, a, a world-class uh, Olympic strength training facility where we're, we're going to be doing some guided strength work. Um, we also just uh, just partnered with Wahoo um, where we're going to be offering uh, a full um, – uh, Wahoo training environment for all of the attendees of the camps. So we're going to have uh, trainers. We're going to have uh, Wahoo computers. We're going to be able to do some uh, some some testing and some uh, some interval workouts on the full Wahoo ecosystem. Uh, we'll have that on site for all of the uh, all the the athletes uh, that attend the camp. So just another uh, kind of piece of the puzzle and, a, and another uh, almost icing on the cake. Uh, on what was already a, a really great experience. So um, you can check out more information on our training camp at, um, at thomasendurancecoaching.com. Um, you'll see the training camp uh, at the top of the page. Um, feel free to, uh, to reach out to us at info at thomasendurancecoaching.com if you have any questions. But um, again, uh, it's going to be a fantastic experience. We have limited spots available. So uh, if it's something that you think you're interested in, uh, both from an experience perspective, but also from a, from a training and fitness perspective. Um, definitely look into that and uh, and go ahead and reserve your spot. So um, 
that's enough of my uh, my my uh, my pitch for uh, for the training camp. Let's get into the uh, the mini sode and the conversation around uh, what we got a lot of questions on after the last one, which was how to how to set goals, uh, how to define goals. Um, we've been producing and, and releasing a fair amount of information on this uh, on this topic or around this topic over uh, over the late fall and and winter. Um, but it, but it's worth diving into because it's something that that a lot of athletes struggle with um, or or potentially are confused uh, about how to go about setting themselves up for success while also trying to maximize uh, or reach their full potential. So there's a real balance there between the goals that we choose, um, how those goals align with what we want to achieve as athletes and the experiences that we want to have, but also making sure that those goals are rooted in um, in a proper training approach, uh, rooted in uh, a timeline that makes sense for our abilities or for our schedule or for the things that are going on in our lives. And so um, I, I, I want to dive in and there's there's a few kind of key pieces that I think can really help help folks navigate this idea of of goal setting. So the first one, and it's one that um, that we've talked about a fair amount uh, on the podcast. Uh, we've talked about a fair amount, or, or there's a fair amount of content um, about this uh, on the TEC blog, um, and it's it's the idea or kind of the concept of of finding your why. And and this is something that is really individualized uh, and probably the most individualized component uh, of goal setting uh, for, for athletes. And what this really entails is, is a process, and it's a process that starts before the preparation uh, or the training phase begins, and it really starts um, – it starts mentally. It starts internally with each individual athlete, and this this process of defining the why is, in my opinion, the the most important uh, part of of any goal um, uh, goal defining process. So, first and foremost, it, when you define your why, I think it's important to to step back and think about what your intrinsic and extrinsic motivators are. So what are the things that fuel you internally um, in terms of what is this goal, event, race, um, whatever it is, what kind of value does it add to your life? Um, is it going to make you uh, a stronger person, a healthier person, or a more positive, more motivated person. Um, these are are the intrinsic motivators. So these things that aren't necessarily visible uh, on the exterior uh, or on the surface, but are arguably the most important aspects uh, in terms of our ability to stay motivated, to stay focused, to, to stay driven. Um, and then, of course, there's the extrinsic components. These are the external pieces, the the podiums, the you know uh, Strava kudos, the um, 
the 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 pats on the back from training partners and friends um these are the things that are fairly straightforward uh and are probably the most obvious components um at first glance that that fuel us that that motivate us that keep us excited that being said these can't be the things uh or they can't be the only um thing that your goal is rooted in right so the the podium finish the first place finish the national championship the 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 again the the extrinsic pieces they're important and they're fun and they're exciting but um they're not guaranteed um and so we really have to find what it is that fuels us um you know personally what is it that fuels us um, if no one's watching, if we're in our basement on the trainer, if we're on the treadmill, um, if we have to go to the gym late at night because work is busy, whatever it is, there's going to be days, there's going to be times, moments when we don't have access to those extrinsic pieces. And so we need to really find out um, and have a very serious conversation with ourselves as athletes about what it is that fuels us and drives us. And again, it's it's important to have both parts and there's nothing wrong with having those external components. Um but those aren't always going to be there. And so defining what those uh what those things are internally, mentally, emotionally, physically or, or psychologically that's that's a really key piece and I think that's missing oftentimes from the conversation. And so when those extrinsic pieces fall away, athletes find themselves um, kind of hung out to dry. And they're, they're looking for motivation, looking for, um, f- for that fuel to the fire um, that, that's now gone. And, and the, the lack of definition from those, those internal pieces is really what's missing. So um, that's a big piece of the puzzle, and I think a large part of the conversation is that early definition of those the, that kind of those dual motivators. Um, another big piece that I like to talk about is visualizing what it will take to achieve your goals, and so that really is um, exactly what it sounds like: thinking through what that roadmap looks like and doing that early, doing that in a time period where you're not in the throes of heavy training, you're not in race specific preparation. Um, you're doing it in a time when you have space and you can actually think about what that road is going to look like and, and be, be honest about that visualization. Uh, what are the highs and the lows? What's it going to take? What's it going to take from a scheduling perspective? What's it going to take in terms of the commitment from your friends and family, um, you know how is it going to integrate into your life, into other travel that you have planned, vacations, um, you know uh, responsibilities at work, at home. It's important to think about that roadmap early on because what that does is it helps you kind of iron out the details mentally so that you can see that path forward. Um, and, and the real difference there is if you don't do that, you, you just move through training and you're, uh, you're kind of scrambling to find the answers when 
some of those inevitable roadblocks present themselves. When you have scheduling uh, troubles, when you uh, can't make a workout, when you have you know busy times at work, if you can try to project forward and think about those challenges ahead of times, think about that roadmap, that's going to really help you set yourself up for success, but also um, potentially have answers or solutions to these issues before before you arrive. And so that visualization uh, is a really key component. Um, and kind of the the third tier to, to finding your why um, is that the mental piece has to be there. So I, I was just talking about this with the definition of the intrinsic and extrinsic motivators, but that you really have to get on board mentally before you take steps physically. Um, because what's going to happen is that there's going to be lows in your training. There's there's a natural ebb and flow to to the execution of, of a big goal uh, or any goal. And it's not all highs. There's going to be bad days. There's going to be bad workouts. There's going to be tough days. There's going to be uh, sickness. There's going to be travel. There's going to be interruptions. And having a strong mental game where your success is not rooted in the physical execution of uh, of of great interval workouts or great uh, long runs or long rides, um, those will come, but they're not guaranteed. And so having that mental piece strong, and again, a lot of that comes in the definition of why it is you do the thing you do, why you're interested in this goal. Um, why do you want to take the next nine months uh, or, or whatever the time frame is to dedicate yourself to this goal? Um, those answers um, are really what's going to, to motivate you. And it's what you can come back to when things don't go as planned. Um, and it doesn't mean that, 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 that your training is derailed or that, um, or that you're not going to be able to, to show up ready, but, but the road to success is not linear. Uh, it's full of peaks and valleys. And so really defining that mental piece, um, coming back to, again, those intrinsic motivators, that's a critical step in the, uh, in, in the appropriate execution of, of your goals. So number one, and what I think is probably the biggest piece of the puzzle is, is defining that why, um, and, and, and doing that early, uh, so that you have those answers and you have that roadmap and you have that mental piece, um, before you get into, um, the, the heavy days of training and, and when things are really stressed. All right, next piece. And this is something that I, I advocate for, uh, often is, uh, is do something hard, right? Do, do something that, that really pushes you outside of your comfort zone. Um, on, uh, one of our previous podcasts, uh, we talked with Warren Pohl, who is a co-founder at 33 Fuel, their nutrition company, based in the UK and a partner with TEC. And and one of the things that stuck with me about my conversation with Warren was he mentioned 
this idea of a of a uh, what he called a shrink to fit comfort zone, and that really stuck with me uh, after our conversation. And and his his point was is that if given the opportunity, oftentimes we'll choose the route uh, and, and mold our our expectations and our comfort zone around us in such a way where we're almost guaranteed success because because it's nice to be successful right it's 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 feels comfortable to be comfortable um and it's nice to know that we're not going to be let down that being said that also limits our potential it keeps us away from maximizing our ability to reach our full potential. And so I think there's real value in in setting a goal that's that's a stretch goal. That's really hard. And I'm not advocating that we set ourselves up for failure. It's it's important to know how to balance the appropriate goal with where we're at in terms of our abilities. Um, and it may take several seasons to get to this goal um, if it's something that's really hard or, or you know, really outside of our comfort zone. But I think there's real value in in choosing a goal that where there's a real opportunity um, for failure that that it's not guaranteed and it's going to take an amount of work that we might not be used to or we might not be comfortable with. Um, but that's okay because in that process, um, there's there's growth, there's the potential for breakthroughs, for clarity, for focus, um, and so I always try to encourage people. Again, as long as it's in line with their ability, um, to to do something that where it's not guaranteed. So if you've done you know, uh, a century ride, uh, every season and you're just trying to finish, just trying to get a little faster, just trying to keep up with the team you're riding with, whatever it is. Is that really what you want your goal to be this season? Or do you do something longer? Do you travel and do, um, do something in a in a in an area that provides completely different terrain that's more challenging than you're used to. Same thing on the run side. You know, are you running a marathon every year and you're just getting a little bit faster or you're getting a little more comfortable at the marathon? That can be fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but maybe go do a marathon somewhere else uh, or do a 50k. Um, it, it, it's just thinking about how to position yourself in such a way that you're not um you're not getting um i guess lazy right for for lack of a better term we don't want to get lazy with our goals and we don't want to settle in um to to a process where we're pretty confident that we can replicate the same success year after year um i'm a real advocate for putting ourselves in positions that um, allow us to to kind of butt up against uh, failure, right? Or that that the opportunity for failure is there. And I'll be the first to admit, 
it's it's scary to butt up against that possibility, right? No one likes to fail. Um, it sucks, right? It, it's it's good to be successful. It makes us feel good to achieve our goals in in any capacity, whether that's in endurance sports or uh, in our relationships and work, whatever it is. But on the other side of that, again, it is the possibility for growth. And if we allow ourselves to to be put in that position or to put ourselves in that position, um, I think there's real, real opportunity there. And so I encourage folks, and I do encourage folks, um, to, to do something hard. Do something that, that feels like a stretch and see what happens. And, and also go through the mental steps to make peace with the fact that it might not work out as planned, but that there's, there's value in that just the same as there's value or there's just as much value in whatever outcome happens, whether it's success or failure, because that means you've learned something, you've grown, you've pushed yourself outside of your comfort zone. And that's so rarely an opportunity that we're given. Most things are relatively straightforward for most of us, right? We know what the outcome is going to be. Uh, we know how the day is going to gonna play out. Um, and I think having that variability and, and having that opportunity uh, can, can be a, a real uh, a real game changer for a lot of folks. So break out of your comfort zone, maybe do something hard. Um, and of course, hard can, can come in a variety of different packages. But just think about um, how you define those goals. And if you feel like you're maybe getting lazy with those goals, do something else. Um, and then the third piece is identify your mistakes and your weaknesses. So much like this idea uh, that um, that Warren talked about with a shrink-to-fit comfort zone, we oftentimes have a have a hard time looking back and identifying the things that we did wrong. Um, and, and to that end, our weaknesses. We we really it's easy to talk about the things we did right. Uh, it's easy to talk about where we feel strongest. It's um, it's easy to talk about the the wins that we had, both the proverbial wins, but also the actual wins on on race day. Um, and um, I think it's important to highlight uh, and and take a very critical eye to where we didn't do as good of a job as as we could have. Um, and I think that's really an important part of the process is that definition of um, where we can improve using the data that we have, both qualitative and quantitative, to look back and say, okay, well, we're going to use this information to learn and grow and, and be better next year, next season. So taking the time to identify the mistakes that we made and the weaknesses that we have, and then actually working on those. So again, this idea of butting up against failure is challenging. We all like to do the things we're good at. So uh, if I'm really good at uh, long, steady state tempo runs, then my natural inclination is to do that same thing next week because it feels good to have a win. 
Although in reality, the thing that I might need to be spending more time on is VO2 max intervals or uh, more strength work or, you know, whatever it is, making time to work on our weaknesses um, so that they, in hopes, are not as weak as they once were. While that sounds easy, that, that can be a very challenging thing to do because we go into these workouts uh, knowing that they're not going to be our strong suit. Uh, and that's, that's challenging. So the way to do that is first take a critical review of your past performances. So look at last season, look at the last several seasons and, and be very critical. Uh, look at, um, what went right. Right. Uh, and so we can do this from, from two perspectives or we should do this from two perspectives. We should come at it from the quantitative side, so we should use data, and we should say, okay, what's our power look like? What's our pace? What's our heart rate, speed? Um, all of the metrics that we have available to us, um, and we should look at those, and we should see if we see any any deficits there. Um, and then we should also come at it from the qualitative side. So, how is my mental game? How is my emotional state? Um, how did I feel like, uh, or what did I feel like? coming into and out of races, particular training sessions, hard days. Um, how did I sleep? How did I eat? Um, how were my relationships when I was in uh, different phases of my training? All of these things add up to, to potentially create areas of weakness. Um, and so looking back and being very critical about what we did wrong or what we didn't do uh, as good a job at as we could have is a really important uh, component. And again, it's something that we're just not, you know, I think naturally we're not wired to be that good at. So it takes a concerted effort to carve out some time and and really be self-critical. And then turning those insights into uh, things that we can uh, then work on. Right, so whether that's a workout that we write, whether that's mental skills training, uh, whether that's changes in the training plan or the schedule, carving out time for family, for friends, um, whatever it is, those uh, that critical, um, critical objective view of weaknesses um, can be a really important step in 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 changing the tide. Um, of those, those areas in the next season. Um, and I think another piece of, of the puzzle in terms of IDing your weaknesses and mistakes is also to, to give yourself some time. So oftentimes what I hear athletes say is, okay, last year I, I, I realized that I, you know, wasn't good at X, Y, and Z, or I could have done better at X, Y, and Z. And then they very quickly translate that into maybe a, a, a small block of training to try to, um, to try to work on those areas. Uh, if we're talking about the, the physical components or the physiological components. Um, so they'll say, okay, now I'm going to give myself eight weeks to try to bolster these weaknesses. I think it's worth uh, giving yourself some time and, and space and, and knowing that it it might take several months, several seasons, uh, several years 
to to morph these um, these these areas of weakness into uh, into strengths or, or or bolster them in such a way where they're not limiting performance or performance potential. Um, and so uh, as much as it's almost kind of part of that that mental mapping uh, that I that I talked about um, earlier on is that we want to kind of think about what it's going to take to execute on these ideas uh, and these these observations. And then we want to give ourselves some time. Um, and so I, I think as important as it is to be critical uh, in our um, in our review, um, I think it's also good to to give ourselves some space and some time and think about um, the the runway that it that's that's needed to uh, to execute on on these ideas. So um, I, I think uh, again that's a big a lot of this ties into or comes back to. Uh, it, you're probably picking up on the trend that a lot of this comes back to kind of the mental emotional components of goal setting. So once we decide on a goal, um, the physical execution is rooted in, in science, right? We, we understand proper training periodization. We understand, um, how to build the body up, uh, to, to, to reach the demands uh, of race day. Um, so with proper guidance, um, the physical component, there's not a tremendous amount of unknowns. Now, of course, we're going to look for uh, feedback that the body's given us. We're going to make sure the plan is individualized. Um, we're going to make sure the plan fits uh, an individual's schedule. But but we understand that that roadmap um, because that's there's hard science behind that. Where we fall short so often is the mental and emotional piece. We're not, uh, our goals aren't rooted in these intrinsic components. We haven't visualized what it's going to take. So when we do have a, 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 a roadblock or a, a, a bump in the road in route to our goals, we're easily derailed because we haven't gone through um, the steps necessary to create a strong mental game. Um, we've we've kind of hung our hat on the physical part and the the um, the fitness component, um, but we don't have that mental piece. And so, in the process of goal setting, um, while there's obviously a physical component, and I think that's important. Again, doing something hard, pushing outside of our our comfort zone, finding our boundaries, um, seeing what our limits are. That's all rooted in the physical, and that's very important, but, but it really all comes back to the mental piece because the physical only lasts so long, right? Uh, 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 peak fitness only lasts so long. The highs of race day uh, only last so long. A podium, um, a great workout, whatever it is, that, that's a small amount of time in relation to the total cumulative volume of effort, both mental and physical energy that has to be input to, to reach a goal. So make sure that the mental piece is there and, and go through those, those steps and the exercises and the process early so that, 
so that you can execute on the physical uh, and so you can enjoy those those highs when they come, but also so that you have the tools to cope with the lows um, because they will come um, and and they're just as valuable as the highs. Um, so uh, hopefully that uh, that's uh, helps folks kind of think about how to goal set. Again, just to recap, um, first big piece is finding your why. Think about that. What are your motivators? That dual component, the intrinsic, the extrinsic. Um, secondly, think about doing something that pushes you outside of your comfort zone. Don't get lazy with your goals. Uh, and then thirdly, identify your mistakes and your weaknesses and then work on those. Uh, but also give yourself some runway and think about what what it's going to take to change that. Um, and we all have weaknesses. So it's not the goal is not to not have weaknesses. It's to just give ourselves the opportunity to turn a critical eye to areas that may need some work or may need more work uh, and carving out some time to, to work on those. So um, that's, our, that's our recap uh, or our mini-sode on goal setting. Uh, again, um, please send questions, comments, feedback to info at thomasenduranceCoaching.com. Um, that's how uh, we, we uh, fueled the conversation uh, for this episode. So I'd love to hear from, from all the listeners uh, about any sort of issues you're having, questions, comments, concerns uh, about training, both the physical or the mental components. Um, and uh, we can definitely turn that into to another episode and, uh, and use those questions to fuel, fuel the conversations uh, on Endurance Minded. Um, as always, thomasendurancecoaching.com. Um, we have put out a lot of great content on, on um, a lot of these topics that I talked about. Goal setting, finding your why, um, identifying st- mistakes, weaknesses, uh, season reviews. Um, there's, there's a lot of great information from all of the, the coaches at TEC. So check out our blog. Um, again, uh, April 29th through May 3rd, uh, all-inclusive um, gravel camp in, uh, in Southern California. You can go to uh, thomasendurancecoaching.com to check out all the details. Um, spots are limited. It is going to be a fantastic uh, experience and one that, uh, that is not to be missed. So um, if that sounds like something that you're interested in, um, reach out with any questions. But first and foremost, go to the website, check out the details, reserve your spot, um, and we'll be releasing more details on the camp uh, as we continue to work with our partners, as we finalize itineraries, routes. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, incredible experience, not to be missed, and we hope to see some of you guys there. So thanks again, as always, for tuning in uh, to Endurance Minded. I'm Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at Thomas Endurance Coaching, and hope to see you next time.